<laughs> Welcome to We Have Issues, episode 21. I'm Anthony. Wow. I'm Stevie. Wildcard. Every, <laughs> every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together to uh, one-inch death punch all of our issues in the face and do our best to bring something comic booky into the world. Um, most recently, it's been a semi-autobiographical time travel graphic novel musical. Um, I'm getting a little better at saying that every time I think. <laughs> you are. It's it's getting pretty great. And I always try to listen to see what's the new like karate move that you're using to like <laughs> break through. I was I, I it was funny because I was thinking about that and I wasn't sure if anyone realized that I was started doing that because I was like I need something I need to you know switch it up every once in a while. But anyway, so yeah, we're 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 kicking we're kicking our problems in the face is the problem. You know, is the situation. <laughs> um, speaking of, how did you do this week? Did you do okay? I did good. I got one page done and fine pencils right here and i tested negative for covid19 so we're good we're good buddy that sounds fantastic um <laughs> i'm happy for you i was <laughs> i wasn't worried until you told me that all of that was happening just before we recorded and i was like oh no oh that's great okay that was a roller coaster i feel better and worse and what <laughs> so it's the only test i've ever failed and i'm thankful that i failed it so. yeah yeah it's true it's Oh man, so you had a scare, huh? You had just a slight scare. I, I was someone that I was in contact with and I wasn't close to them, but I just wanted to be careful because I've been having bad out. Al- I don't know if you've noticed how horrible the allergies have been this week, but um, I've had really bad like throat allergies. I have um, also. I've been my breathing yeah. has been bad like the last couple yeah. days too. So, so then noticed me like laboring for breaths. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's been. You know, this morning I woke up and I had my allergy situation that I always contend with, but um yeah. Otherwise, it's I've been I've had those like breathing issues too. So mm-hmm. yeah, my whole voice my voice is like a whole octave lower than it normally is. So like I was like going, "You're a mean one," like to Katina because I can like get like really low for no reason. But, yeah. So I, I'm negative though, and I I kind of figured it was because I wasn't feeling worse, but I also was worried that maybe I was just asymptomatic or something. So I wanted to get tested to make sure I wasn't spreading. You know, being being a jerk. Oh. I did not get much writing done this week. Um, I, I like I touched on what I was like what I had previously worked on and just like tried to update it a little bit. Didn't really get much done. I was thinking about the podcast and like what we're gonna do next. And well, well, Stephen, I guess we we had a good run. That's this is the end of our podcast. <laughs> uh, rip, I guess. Uh, rip Stevie Wildcard and Anthony forever. Sorry, you guys aren't gonna get the. Hello, I'm DJ Death. I'm the rappiest, rhymiest, grim rapper you'll ever see. I'm Deathy Wildside. I mean, card. Wild, wild card. I'm Deathy Wildcard. Slash Mick. Slash Mick from Slipknot. That's who I am. And we are here to lead you on a journey to the future in which Anthony and Stevie T will do something. Okay, I don't know what they want from us, Stephen. What do you think? <laughs> I have no idea what to do right now. So okay. Mick from Slipknot is just really demanding. Anthony and Steven, are you going to destroy your futures or I mean mostly continue what you've been doing and do okay? You know, you know, do do uh, what you're do, this damn hood. <laughs> <laughs> These things are be nice and talk at the same time, Mr. Death. It's it's very impractical, the whole outfit. <laughs> I was I was saying earlier that I was, I've only been death for a couple of days, and it's not for me. It's not for me. I'm already thinking about quitting the job, is the thing. <laughs> I was a bus driver in my previous life. Might do it again. Okay, I think what they want to do, what they, I think what they want from us is to explain what we're going to possibly be working on next. So... Ooh. Well, you know, we, got plenty of, we got plenty of those ideas, I think. Yeah, we have a bunch of ideas. I don't know if we can impress them. Let's see. Shall we rock their minds out of their brain sockets till, till the break of dawn yes, yes we should. <laughs> what else do you have stevie stevie t slash stevie wildcard give it to us nice and hard scavengers 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 <laughs> so hear you me the story starts wastelands okay you're imagining wastelands disheveled city rubble in the background you have three gentlemen all looking in varying various stages of decomposition okay 
they're all carrying this cart that is filled with like weaponry, be it guns, crossbow, ammunition, all like TNT. They have like this this huge cart of weaponry that the uh, the center guy Crow is Crow is is carrying. They're they're bantering back and forth, and they enter the woods. Okay, so these three these three characters they they, they all they all look. Uh, imposing let's say that they're they definitely think they're powerhouses they they look scary but they they don't they don't give you that villain vibe okay as they get through the woods they're assaulted by this giant beast so you're introduced to this this world that's obviously post-apocalyptic and is obviously filled with heroes and villains that have some sort of virus or some sort of contagion going on that's causing them to look the way they look so enter scavengers three main characters you have vulture crow and coyote right i believe we're the three vulture you have is a uh, is balding soars all over the face covers his face because he actually is missing his bottom jaw um he has a scope and like a crossbow right that he has on his arm that kind of acts as like an anchor slash tether you've seen the, the pages right here where he uses it as the kind of like an anchor to hold the, the, the arm hand but anyway so these three characters are like pseudo like bounty hunters like they kind of go from town to town like kind of solving the creature of the week problem for these different villages and these different like little sects of society that have survived whatever contagion caused them to look the way they look and basically the form of payment that they take from these towns is essentially eating the villains they're taking out from these these villages so the 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 monsters that have consumed more flesh and have caused them to transform into greater horror creatures they're hunting pulling them aside being these heroes and then tearing into these freaking monsters and eating the flesh to sustain the virus that's spreading in them so the majority of the series is going to be following these three characters through their various stages of or the, their progression through surviving this virus balancing like that that the act of like humanity monster the monster within and trying to basically find and save what's left of this fallen world i think that was good i think that was i think that was well and that was good enough it was done well enough to justify us not being killed by these these two clowns (laughs) Um, i don't know what they're gonna say oh scavenge scavengers sounds kind of Lame. Just kidding. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Anthony, you've been doing quite the good job on playing again. But what else do you have in store for us? Come what may. Okay, if you imagine. <laughs> you know what, Steven? I'm trying to pitch here. No, I'm kidding. So... <laughs> I'm freaking out, okay? I'm freaking out. Freaking out. <laughs> so... So come what may, if if you imagine it's not quite the apocalypse from Scavengers, it's it it's just basically the active apocalypse that's happening. The world is still at large, the pretty much intact. It's not rubble and ash everywhere. However, society as a whole is no more. Everything that we knew, everything that we love and hated, you know, our jobs are gone. Our way of life in general is just destroyed. And our who we are as people has changed. Um, we are all basically forced to create these small little enclaves um, just to survive and struggle and hope for just another day alive you know above the ground there is no real life there's no enjoyment there's nothing to hold on to so what happens is a small group of these people decide to take it upon themselves to fight back against the foes that are just insurmountable the thing that they know that they have no chance at beating they're going to go after and see if they can at least bring a little positivity into their world that has been completely destroyed. <clears throat> so this is a world that was created by superpowered creatures where all of the all of the people in the world who have superpowers are villains basically. So the only people in this world who have any sort of abilities beyond you and me are awful monstrous people who shouldn't have the power in the first place. There is no way that these people 
these survivors have any chance against these monsters and they know that but what they're going to do anyway is go after them and try to defeat them or at least one of them each of these each of the survivors has a story of their own about how their life was very recently affected by these creatures um and it's all very personal to them. They each have a thing that they want to avenge in some way, uh, be it their entire life or just one family member or just their, the way that they were surviving and living or thriving otherwise. Um, but now in a world that's soon going to turn to rubble, they're, they, they're going to try to take one last stand against these beasts and these monsters and try to take it back or at the very least draw some blood because that's probably all that they can get. Um, and they know this, but they're going to do it anyway. Um, so it's it's going to be it's a fun story in which we get to follow the 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 backstories of a of a fun group of people who all are very different and will have different opinions about or different theories about what possibly created all of the monsters. They don't really know, and some of them get really close. We know, and we might explore that a little bit to, to say exactly what they are, where they where they came from, but it's going to be a lot of fun to have the, the various characters talk about where they think the monsters came from and what they are and why they exist in the first place. Um, so the comic book would just follow this group of people as they travel from to the different enclaves hopefully avenging the deaths of their loved ones and making a new life for themselves wherever they can. So that would be come what may. And as far as come what may stands, in my opinion, we have a lot of cool um, villain concepts. Uh, the whole squad is already flushed out completely. Yes. Uh, I think, I think the thing about come what may is like, it does have, we have these, we have these really interesting character concepts, especially for the villains that are all, they're all super villains that I've never seen before, you know, mm -hmm. and they're all characters that I would love to explore. Um, and also just the, the heroes I would love to continue to explore. Like Jeffrey mm -hmm. alone, like having one of our main characters be completely deaf and also one of the coolest characters I've ever written is mm -hmm. like, just, it's, it's so tempting to just, I want to make that comic, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. So and good. Like even like down, like, even like the powers that maybe like exist. Cause like, I think of like frequency, like sound manipulation does exist in some form, but like not in the way that frequency you do. That's the thing that since these guys, these villains are like um, basically serial murderers or like all have these psychosis issues or psychotic issues. Mm -hmm. They like use these powers in like the dark, like, cause yeah, Iceman's crazy powerful, but imagine if like Iceman was also a serial killer before he became Iceman, like how would those powers manifest and how would he utilize that gift mm -hmm. versus how Bobby Drake utilizes that gift? Of you course. know, it's, it's just, I feel like the villains are like really creepy, really scary. We, we even had like that one cool idea with, uh, with the cannibal, uh -huh. um, and, oh, like, yeah with his manipulation and like how writing a whole issue through like a, a dream state basically like i don't know there's there's definitely the villains are there the character the heroes are flushed out so the heroes are flushed out the villains are there i really like do you remember tremor we, yeah we, the blind guy the blind guy there was a there was a blind man who would basically um lure people through his supposed vulnerability and then just completely just uh, annihilate them and in his heroic or his villain form um he had a like an instinctive transformation that would happen when he felt vibrations similar to tremors, you know, like it was, you know, vibratory based. So um, when there was someone around, he would have a territorial response and his body would become a monster and go after them. And it was like this weird, like a uh, mole beast. Yeah. Um, but it almost had like a, it opened its face open, like, like a flower. Almost. It mm -hmm. was a creepy looking dude we had come up with. Yeah. That was really yeah. cool. And then there's the creature who turned into like the various horror movie type things. And mm -hmm. yeah, there was, there's some cool concepts in that. So yeah, the come what may we actually, the perk to the, if that one wins is we have a, an entire issue done that we could probably just fix a few panels and yeah, just, I would probably, really. I would probably redo like pages one and two. Cause I feel like one, two and three actually where he's at the nurse's desk. Yeah. Like, they felt pretty weak. Like the bathroom stall scene felt kind of weak too. Um, but yeah, most of that issue, the drawings still hold up to like my art today. Right. Um, yeah. So we could probably like utilize a lot of that first issue. We would, it would just be cleaning it up, basically coloring it. And, and then, yeah, maybe getting two more issues done to pitch an entire arc. 
Yeah. I mean, scavengers, we have a lot done as well, but yeah, but that one, but come what may, we do have literally an entire issue of it done. And, you know, so it's pretty exciting. And I'm pretty, I, I think that it would be a fun process to revisit that. But I also think that we'd, we'd be able to improve it a lot, you know, like a, with what we know now, you know, the kind of art that we've been doing lately, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd be excited to revisit that. I, you know, So if that wins, it would probably be the fastest turnaround we're going to have, right? For sure. Yeah, we'd be able to put out the first issue within a month or two, I think. Yeah. Honest. Oh, if yeah. I'm honest. Come what may. Hm. I like it. I think it has enough ghouls and monsters in it to keep me entertained. Steve A.T., you talk a big game about masks, but can you peach to the people? Let us hear it. Masks. Oh, it's Steven's best idea. <laughs> All right. Bum, 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 bum. So this isn't... <laughs> this isn't... <laughs> this, this isn't necessarily post-apocalyptic. I don't want to like feel like we're hitting this drum over and over again. It's basically a different world. So go ahead and imagine like an, an entire different planet or at least a different continent. Um, the story is going to begin basically following three tribes. So early on, we learn there were formerly five tribes, but there's three left. Okay. Two entire tribes have been wiped out and large torches at the cusp of where their land that was formerly theirs are extinguished. At the base of each torch is a sort of totemic sigil engraved, which is representative of their heritage, beliefs, and and identity. The three tribes that remain each possess unique gifts that are exclusive to their fellow clan members. The Invoco tribe are our protagonists. They are nearly extinct with only three, a fourth discovered later in the story, remaining. They are led by Virala, like her fellow clan members, possesses the gift of summoning. Her particular gift is to summon any weaponry she can imagine. Daggers, swords, spears, chains, you name it. If she can imagine it, it, it's hers to wield. Her second in command is Daneka. And it's her sister by blood. So it's like her, like they're actually like family members. They were were sisters in the tribe. Daneka has like the gift of, uh, sorry, I put the phone down because I feel like I'm more organic without it. So Daneka has the gift of conjuring or summoning elements. So like, whether it be like a storm, fire, earth, like, I mean, she, she's like your typical, like shaman, like representative of that. So like pulling earth from the ground, she's really powerful. Like it's, it, she looks frail. She looks like small, but she's like insanely powerful. And then the third member of their little clique, his name is Gorothoka. And he's like this, you know, huge brute, like powerful man, like just ginormous dude. Um, they and everyone else in this story all wear masks and each tribe or clan basically kind of has like this, like a mask persona. Um, the Invoco tribe, they're like kind of shamanistic, kind of like tribal. So they, they all hand carved wooden masks. They're all representative of their personalities. Um, they all look different. The Another clan in this story, I call them the Wrathfield. I don't really have like a title for them, but they're basically like, like a clan of barbarians. They live in like the wastelands to the to the east. What, what's up? <laughs> like Hannah Barbera, like Hannah Barbarian. <laughs> Hannah Barbarians. It's just <laughs> like a mini mall. But anyways, so they're, they're like these, like they're your typical um, loincloth wearing like brutes that just are just masters of physical combat. Um, they have a pretty unique structure and a unique gift. So like, like every other clan in this story, they each possess like a unique capability. Their clan it's like this, they have like a single power that's basically the less of them, the more powerful they are. So that's so cool. Yeah. Which, yeah, the fewer there are, like once they get towards one or two members, they become insanely powerful. So that, that of course encourages really brutal tactics to kind of hone down who your warriors are in your tribe. So the, their children at six, 12 and 18 are forced into hand-to-hand combat. So like Basically, you start this program at six years old and you fight another six-year-old and you kill that six-year-old. Whoever survives, survives. And you, you, you take that skull. And then you repeat this process again when you're 12 and again when you're 18, which garnishes them three skulls on their belt to kind of symbolize that they're a warrior that have survived all their trials. Mm-hmm. And all the weak have basically been called and the strong have lived. So they're like, they're warriors that have earned it. So when, when they turn 18, they're the young buck of the family and at the age of 18, they must challenge, they challenge their father too. And, and their final skull is their father's skull, which they wear on their face. So all of their masks are their own father's skulls. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, I love the, like that whole tribe story can just be a book in of itself. Like I love that. Yeah, they're good. pretty cool. And then, yeah, I'm excited for them. And then like I, I came up with the idea with their chieftain is basically this dude that has the skull on his face. He has the belt, yeah. but then he also has like these shoulder pads of skulls. And each skull on his shoulder pads are basically all of his sons who have tried to overthrow him, and he's right. just continued to conquer in, in combat because he's just the best at what he does. Um, there a plot point could come into play late. Like I said, their, their gift as there's less of them, they get stronger. So the la- when there's one of them left, they basically become immune to to harm. They're like think like the Incredible Hulk on like crack. Like that's that's the Wrathfield clan. The third <laughs> clan of the Mask Universe, I've I've named Medis, and I can't remember why. I know it was Latin for something. I think it was Latin Latin for like Sentry or Guardian or something like that. And basically, they're like the favored clan. They're like they're thousands in numbers there's so many of them they have like cities and like hubs of town they, they control a majority of this country that, that all these like tribes live in and uh <clears throat> they actually like i was explaining the torches mm-hmm. the, the five clans that existed so it was almost like a circular zone and they each had like a, like a pie chart quadrant of land and this this clan medis has like conquered their quadrant conquered the bottom two quadrants and have taken over the center and they just basically sap resources from everybody they have a giant like metropolitan area in the center and their gift their 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 tribal gift is like guardian magic so they're like sentries they're like powerful warriors that can summon like barriers shield magics they uh they have like a like a like an army of like valkyrie like which are like these like soldiers that summon angelic wings they can shoot like arrows they're they're just an insanely like powerful brigade and they're they're the main villains essentially because of like their 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 abilities so those are the three clans so where i'm with that idea i have like what we've discussed there's various things of what the oh yeah sorry the medis clan they're they all have masks as well their masks though since they since they have such like an advanced society of people they they've basically developed a class system so they have poor they have middle class they have wealthy so the wealthier like the royalty they all wear precious metal like their masks are precious metals very clean uh-huh. you know precious gems jewels like like that and then like you know, as you go down, like maybe silver, you know, uh, iron, and then like the poor, obviously, whatever, whatever scraps they can muster the, to like, everyone just is like chosen, like, you know, they're, they're just latched onto this mask identity. No one wants to show their face in this world, you know? Um, so from there, we're basically following the three main characters, which I introduced from Clan Invoco, and basically their clans struggle to survive what's left of what they have. So um, I, what I had written for the first issue which i had shared with you was basically them assaulting one of clan medice's like outer like structure so clan medice very similar to the roman empire has, has like a coliseum not too far from their metropolitan area and they would basically gather like creatures and like other clans like tribes in and, and make them fight for entertainment so you're basically introduced to Daneka and gorothoka in the arena they're versing some huge monster and they look helpless they look like they're going to die and virala, virala is like in the belly of the city doing something she's planning like these like summon bombs basically uh-huh. is what she and that's how you're introduced to the three of them you think <clears throat> you think the two in the arena are like gonna die any second but then the, you know the chains weren't even really holding them back and then they, you get introduced to those three and they just overtake that entire arena assassinate the prince of medis basically and throw this whole story into motion like that's cool yeah, yeah. But that final, like, it's like forcing the war finally, like, to finally happen. So they murder the, you know, the king's son and all hell breaks loose from there. You, then you have them dealing with the Wrathfield. I mean, because it's basically Medis versus those two. But of course, the, the Wrathfield aren't necessarily allies of Clan Invo- Invoco either. They're, they're just, they're just conquerors. So they're going to kill whoever they find. So that's basically where we're at when we land in that universe. Um where we go from there, I don't know. I I do feel like it's one of those ideas or concepts that can have a lot of a lot of build up, a lot like a very yeah. slow build up. Like we can write issue after issue and just really like write characters. I I want I would want each claim to have people you relate to and people you yeah, care for. for like, sure. You know? I I think that like you know like I said when you were talking about the what the Wrathfield who the ones who are the the right the ones with the skulls who yeah those are the wrathfield Wrathfield, right okay that's what i thought so yeah when you were talking about the wrathfield like my first the first thing that came to my mind was it's basically it feels like um the spartans from 300 but like Mm -hmm. 
but even cooler but like you know with power you know yeah. it's like it's like spartans from 300 combined with like jet lee's the one you know basically like, if, like if, you took, if you marry those two awesome ideas like i mean whatever like um ex execution aside on either side like whatever you think about 300 or the one the ideas in general are really cool like this exactly the, the power of that group and like they're you know they're all of their their ideals and like the the ideology as a whole and how strong they were is in what they were up against you know otherwise mm -hmm. like how they were able to you know use the phalanx and go against the whole world and then jet lee on that side with the one like that whole concept of like the power growing immensely like you know exponentially as you destroy you know deplete the resources around you like as you destroy your you know your your brothers you become stronger that's really yeah interesting you know and like i think in, in like the marriage of those ideas in what you did with the wrath filled can be a, its own series and in, in and of itself like we could i think each of the tribes could easily have like a three to five issue run of just like their story leading up to the the war <laughs> basically and then they can combine you know i mean it could all be one you know it could be masks and like colon you know wrath filled and then it's just like mm -hmm. four issues of them then it's the four issues of medias and then you know but and yeah, because there's so much you can slowly build on each one and and i think i think you kind of need those slow builds in order to actually identify and like and, and care about all of the characters and not feel that any of them are becoming one dimensional because like mm -hmm. i do think that like the wrath build in the in the wrong hands could just be a bunch of brutes who like no one really cares about but that's such a cool idea mm -hmm, like, for the sure fact, the fact that they have to face their own children and that their you know their children come up against the father and they're where it's it's pretty intense if you think about it you know and, and like and like the father is gonna fight and the son is gonna fight with all their might because the, the bettering of the clan is who survives like yeah. it's it's almost like not even an insult it's just it's their way of life basically and yeah. yeah and like that chieftain he can be written in the in the most barbaric sense but just as truthful as that barbarian is like his his ideology may seem foreign to us but it yes. it's his religion you know like he he yes. he knows who he is you know <laughs> yeah yeah dude for sure i think it, i think it's a great idea um what do you think they think you might be right that was pretty fantastic steve and steve i mean i'm impressed I don't even think you have to say another one. That was real good and stuff. I mean, Anthony, just quit. Just give up. Decent. Decent. I think Masks has us in the bag. But what else do you have that could possibly stand the test? The last the last one is Deathless. This. Are you trying to write a comic without me? Without me? So if you imagine a forever ago, right? Like, just early people forever ago um a small group of of people come together and they're working they're working as a cult because they want to evoke a power a power that's going to make each of them just immortal a power that's going to give them abilities beyond the imagination they want to rule the world or at the very least be the most powerful people in the world like so many others that we're all familiar with um so while they're doing this a couple among their ranks have have doubts have second like they second guess it they realize that it's too dangerous no one should ever have that kind of power and they they summon they 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 basically go forth with this ritual that calls upon a guardian um to stop the to stop the power from coming that these other people are trying to summon so this cult is trying to summon this power, this otherworldly thing into them, basically like a, de a demonic en entity that's going to just be inside of them and give them immortality. A few of the, uh, two of the cult members branch off and they summon a guardian, a golem, like a, a gargoyle. And they, they look to, to a, a nearby statue and they, they invoke this power from 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 a nether realm a similar a similar power to the you know to the great power that they're trying to get within themselves but not quite as strong so they get this golem they create they they create a guardian it it awakens it opens its eyes and they give it its mission it, its sole mission is to stop the power so it immediately just brings the entire place down and crumbles just destroys these people as they're you know as they bring this power about so, and as, as all of the cultists are destroyed, the golem just crumbles, like the monster for the statue itself just, you know, whittles into nothing. Um, so years pass, 
And as the years pass, other people stumble upon the the same ritual. Um, and and a small and a small faction is created, right? And the small faction starts to build statues of the golem of the the gargoyle hoping you know as as an uh, as a reminder just to say that this is our protector we'll never let that power come into earth again um but for for centuries every so often a group of people will come together and they will summon this creature they will they will try to get the power within themselves and when they do that guardian golem is awakened once again and it 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 enters whatever body is nearby that has been created for it as a vessel. And its only mission is to take out that power. So every time this power is summoned into our world, the golem is, is awakened again. Flash forward. So where our story actually begins is modern day. We're in a dorm and it's a group of just silly metalhead stoner people <laughs> you know just like basically like us when we were teens mixed the camp with... the campfire scene yes. of the lost boys <laughs> exactly it's the campfire scene of the lost boys it's just a bunch of kids just being stupid like not none of them want ultimate power they don't care to rule the world they are literally just messing around on the internet looking up like going down rabbit holes that we are all familiar with these days you know um so a couple of them stumble upon this this you know ritual and they think it would be funny to to do it you know so they get all this stuff together and they you know they start having this party and they're playing music and they're drinking and doing all this stuff and they they start performing this ritual and as they do it they summon that great power they summon that immort like immortality within them and four of them all become these large beasts and just can't control what's happening to them and all just break through, you know, break out of the place and they leave. The next morning, there's one person left in the dorm and he wakes up and as he wakes, he hears a voice in his head. <laughs> and the voice is the voice of that golem because the golem was accidentally transported into the body of this man. Because there was no statue being there was, erected. Because yeah. there is no statue around. So since there's no statue around or anything for, for this um, person to use, or for this entity to use as a vessel, it accidentally was transported or you know, by chance was transported into the nearest by sleeping object, which happens to be one of their roommates in this you know, larger dorm. Um, and it's a man named Douglas. And so <laughs> it's just a normal dude named Douglas who suddenly has a voice in his head telling him that he has to go and stop this power. Um, the voice has no power over him. He can't, the voice can't control him. It can't make his body do anything. It's just simply in his head and it's telling him to take his life. It's saying, please take your life so I can have a worthy vessel. Yeah, because, you're basically ruining everything I do, pal. Yeah, like, just, just move on. So, so, the, so, the, so this entity basically, so the, so the, the golem starts telling him, it starts telling him all of the memories that it has, saying like, "I have done this. I have, I have been the only thing standing in the way of this entity. I've saved your world more times than you can count. I have been there for the invention of fire and for the invention of the computer. Like I have been here like through the centuries. I have seen everything, but I've never once been in such a useless body as yours. You know." Um, Douglas just thinks he's going crazy, so Douglas tries to go about his life. Like, Douglas tries to go about his life as if nothing's happening. He's just trying to ignore it, can't ignore it. The, the thing in his head is constantly making fun of everything he does, basically thinking he's weak, thinking that, like, you know, he's a coward for not, like, flirting with the girl that he wants or, you know, doing all this stuff because the entity in his head has this old-world idea of the only thing that matters is, you know, it's one purpose. It's singularly minded. It thinks that everything outside of that strength is weakness, and it has no life outside of its only goal. So it's constantly telling him that he's purposeless and everything he's doing is a waste of his life. Um, so what happens is Douglas goes to sleep. And when he goes to sleep, the golem takes over his body. And, <laughs> and not only can he control his body, but it transforms into this lumbering hulk. 
monster who goes and chases after these other people. So it goes and chases after the power and has to take down these four monsters who are now roaming through the city, try, you know, t growing in power. So it's so the story would end up being um, Douglas and the entity coming to terms with one another and learning how to, you know, work together and also learn from one another about what purpose is versus what, you know, what it is to be alive in, in the first place. Um, so over time, Douglas would learn to use the entity's uh, energy within it. So he could use some of it. Um, and the entity likewise would learn how to actually grow into a form, you know, fitting of his, you know, purpose. So it would be a lot of fun. They'd both be working. Eventually, they'd also both be working toward destroying the the ultimate his power. Friends. They, yeah, they, <laughs> they'd have to stop his his friends because it would. It's the only thing that can set the golem free from him, and he knows that. You know, so it's either he's going to live forever with this thing in his, his body who just, like, drags him around and runs through the streets, or he has to actually work with it to stop the evil power and then, you know, finally be free and live his life the way he wants. So. That sounds awesome. That would be that. Sounds bad. fun. I think it would be a lot of fun, is the thing. Like, I think it would be a lot of fun, and you can also talk, uh, we can, you know, talk about meaning, you know, and, like, giving meaning to your life and trying to do something and feeling like you're kind of wasting your life and doing yeah. something about that when you feel that way, you but know, really when... you're only wasting your life through the lens of some dude from 2000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and I just, I love the idea of having this like old world entity stuck in his head and then also controlling his body and become, and that way you can draw a lot of fun monsters, a lot of fun transformation stuff. Um, the four the four bad guys would each be a different form of a beast, you know. So yeah, yeah. So you would have you would have your typical like you'd have like a powerhouse, a fast, uh, you know. I I got you, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think it would be a lot of fun. And it, honestly, I don't think it would be a very long book. I'm thinking it would just be like probably like five six issues, and we could tell that whole story, you know. So I think it would be really good. I like the idea a lot. Let's see what they think. Oh ah. Uh... I mean, it seems like you guys had it figured out all along. Um, hey, uh, why, why, deathy, wild, wild death, wild card, wild side. I think it was De deathy, wild side. What are you doing after this? You want to get together and maybe have some beers? So uh, because of the drink, because drink of the a couple spirits. What I think we should do is possibly start um, like a podcast about death and how we're like pursuing doing better deaths and. You know what? I might, I mean, what should it be called? Um, we have Reapers. I like it. We have grave issues. <laughs> we have very grave issues. Rest in pissues. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for our podcast, our death cast, our, our grim cast of deathicusness. Because we're coming at you. In fact, maybe we can also start a musical comic book. It sounds promising, actually. I hope they liked it. I don't know. I think it was enough for them to leave us alone for a little bit. Um, but it's basically up to all of you now. Uh, we're going to post polls on Twitter and on Facebook. And we need you to vote, basically. So, But more importantly, we need you to actually watch this episode. Which, I guess, it's kind of stupid to say that in the episode. Because if you're yeah. hearing me say this, you're watching the episode. But I feel like you shouldn't be able to vote unless you watch the episode. And yeah, that is, that is tricky. That's yeah. a tricky one. But so you... So we need you all to go and go to facebook.com slash group slash we have issues podcast and we're going to create a poll there and we need you to vote for your favorite idea and we will make that idea whatever it is that's what we're going to work on next Steve and I have both committed to this we're going to work on whatever you guys vote for and both be happy about it knowing that we have three other ideas to work on in the future yeah are, and I pretty much love all these ideas equally they all have like fun capabilities in them um yeah, like I, I think even like with the mask, like art style that I've been kind of working on, I can utilize that for any of them now. You know, I might switch oh, yeah. it up to an ink style. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes regardless. No, I, I like that style a lot, actually. It's it's mm -hmm. really cool. Um, Steven, show me. I don't Do you have anything we can post? Uh, I can. Uh, yeah, I can send that picture to you. That I yeah, send me that picture. So look at this. So Steven made this. It's It was for a character from the masks. 
or what is it a specific character from that? Is it Gora Thorko? Thorko? Or is no, it just, it's, it's actually just one of the Wrathfills. Like generic clan member? Generic, okay. generic clan member. I mean, it could be one of the main ones, but he doesn't have like the chieftain shoulder plate or anything like right, that. Right. Got... So, yeah, so Steven's been working on the style. It's really cool. And I think, I like, I'm glad because I, I think that would also work for Deathless or mm-hmm. like, Scavengers or anything else. Like, it's a really fun style. Um, and if it works for you, then it's it's perfect, especially if it's like, if, it, if you're speeding up your, you know, um, what do I what am I trying to say? Like your process, if your process is speeding up and stuff using the pens or you know whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it's cool. It looks great. Coloring um, pens is just so much easier. You just you just cell shade it, you know, and you're done. Yeah. You just throw flats on. You you do darks and that's it. You know, that's you're done. <laughs> yeah, it'll be beautiful. I'm excited. Um, so you guys can vote on Facebook.com. We'll post a link below. Also, Twitter.com slash We Have Issues Pod, and we're also gonna post that link to, below. We're going to release polls on everywhere that we are on the internet and you go vote everywhere you can or anywhere you can and we will make the comic that you want to see that's what that's our plan so this will conclude our ghosts of comic past present future episodes um which was an interesting uh an interesting detour with our podcast what did you think of it i had fun with it it was really nice to revisit where we've been where we are and where we're going it's a good way to kind of just set the stage so people know us a little better because uh, something I've always liked when it comes to content creators and just people in general that I like, I really like to hear the inner workings of their mind, basically. Like, I am, like, obsessed with, like, Casey interviews when it comes to the deer hunter or, like, yeah. Claudio interviews. Like, I just want to hear what they're thinking, what ideas they have, because, man, they're just big nerds, too. Like, yeah. I, you, like, watch his Claudio's interviews. He's just so, he's so excited for the things that he has going on in his head, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, I love that type of stuff. So I'm, I'm just trying to like, let you guys in on what I, what, you know, what we've worked on and what we want to work on and who we are basically as people, because if you like listening to us, I'm sure you're interested to some extent of who we are and where we came from. So it's, it's just a group of crickets going, nah, nah, especially that Stevie, Stevie wildcard. It's really all about the Anton LaFusi. That's not how you say his name, by the way. It's not. No one. Although, Mystery. Although, how is there a Dr. Fauci spelled the same way, but you're Lafusi? Okay, it's got to be Lafauci. It has to be. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how this happens, okay? Uh, like, I mean, imagine if you were, like, if you were a Bostonian and you were just, like, my last name is Carr. It would be Ka, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's okay, what you okay. would say. So, like, what I'm, what I'm thinking is that, like, my family lived in different various places, and instead of holding to a traditional you know, pronunciation of a word changed with their, you know, wherever their location was or whatever, you know, dialect they would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, because I'm sure that there are people, I'm probably related to people who say Fauci or Fauci or, you know, different, you know, they're Fucci, you know? And so I, I honestly don't care. I don't care. I'm not like I've, when I was a young, young, youngin, like young little, like Antoine, star puncher i would like i'd get mad when people would call me different you know things but i'm i don't care at all even a little bit you know like i if however you want to say my last name enjoy you know like good let's do this yeah my last name my last name is todd just like the first name todd yeah but it's spelled (laughs) (laughs) t-o-d-d t-o-d-d-d-d-d-d no but Dude, like but, but having L W I L D C A R D. But like having the last ooh, having the last name Todd was kind of crappy too. First of all, people are so uncreative. They used to call me Stephen Toad, which I don't even look like a toad. It kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, Stephen. Just hurt those feelings. It doesn't even matter. Just hurt them. But it's not even creative. You just no. all you did was change one of the D's to an A. It doesn't even make any sense. But then teachers would always call me Todd. They thought they thought I was Todd Stevens. Oh. They I would get called Stefan because my name is spelled with a PH, which is the proper way to spell Stephen. You V's out there can just go kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, me kick rocks happens. <laughs> it's gonna happen. But so I kind of talked about this with Anthony beforehand earlier when we were filming, but I don't know if that's going to make the cut, but my wife and I celebrated our four year wedding anniversary. We've been together since 07, but I was a piece of crap and we didn't get married until much, much later. But um, she got me this awesome sign to hang up in the Stevie Wildcade. Oh, it's so amazing. good. Steven. It's so it's cool. So, it's so cool. It's so real. It's so cool. 
so yeah she's awesome amazing that was that's such a good gift oh my god it was one just- of these days we need to have tina on the podcast she says she likes to be the mystery person but i mean people have seen her i mean i have pictures of her but um yeah. we could probably host her one time this is what she looks like without shoes on no, <laughs> <laughs> for all you foot fetish guys out yeah, there there you go Ooh. it's gonna be my foot just so you know so don't get too so how's your week been steven it's been good it's yeah. been a good week um, after that scare but you learned that was good news so yeah that's good news i i really do think that tina really did have it like you know they said it didn't make it i mean not we don't really like to talk about this stuff but they say it didn't make it to florida to like march but tina was sick last january and february um yeah. For like three weeks there's no way she i've never seen tina that's she was so sick that like because we never really go to the doctor she yeah. went to a walk-in clinic twice wow yeah yeah and she had a 104 degree fever for like two or three weeks straight couldn't breathe it, i mean it <clears throat> definitely was what she had but yeah hopefully 2021 puts it all behind us i hope and yeah dude um <clears throat> i've been having a really good year actually dude um 2020 was a good year for Tina and I too. I mean, we... so, but so far this like 2021 so far has been phenomenal for me. Like I can't even explain, you know what? Okay. I'll tell you a true story, Steven. This is, this is, this is stupid. This doesn't mean anything. I'm going to leave it in the podcast. Cause like, it's just something that's been going through my brain lately. Um, I had a very, 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 very close call in the car recently. Um, I was, I got in the car and I was driving to go pick up Atlas and I was, it was just like, there were, it was a really bad traffic. It was crazy. I pull up to, to, to light and I'm waiting and I see, I see my, my, my time. I'm like, I can go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And as I go, a car turns into the lane. So a car coming through the intersection in the intersection changes lanes into my lane as I'm coming out. It was such a close call that I pulled completely off and went up on the sidewalk basically. And just like, like I, I escaped. But it was such a close call that I waited there for other cars to go by and then finally went through. For the rest of the drive, all I could think about was, I think I just died. <laughs> like, And this is the life now. Yeah. I was like, I think I just died and I just jumped and I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't believe that, but that's what was going through my mind constantly. I was just like, I think I died. Something happened. I hope I'm in a better place. I don't know what the, you know, like this is weird. It, like I... Not that this is something that I just hold it true as a belief that I have as a, in a, as a person, but it's something that I was thinking about as I was driving because I was like, it was the, that's one of the closest I've ever come to feeling like I could have died right there. Like that was, I've had other really close calls um, with like choking and stuff, but that was, that was, it was very scary. It was very scary and the car was flying and I didn't, they just came right into my lane, scared the, the heck Gosh. out of me. Yeah. So, and I pulled off, I got really scared. So the, you know, and you know that, that fear when you don't even want to listen to music, you know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like you, I can't even put music on. I can't listen to talk radio, nothing. Like I have to just sit there in silence and just make sure I'm focusing on the road. And I'm just like shaking. I'm just I like, need to recalibrate. I need here. to recalibrate. Like I literally, I am in a new place. I'm shaking and recalibrating. Like no matter what happens, this is a new life for me. Cause I'm, I feel like I have a new lease on life here. <laughs> Cause like, that was bad. That was scary. That could have been it. Um, Dude, okay, so then, like, right after that, um, we do the GoFundMe, and it gets funded. So I, 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 we put out a GoFundMe in order to get a new computer so we can edit this podcast and actually keep this going. Uh, and it was, thankfully, funded by these amazing listeners, which just felt like, incredible. A majority of it was listeners, and it's yeah. incredible. Um, so then it was, like, that happened, and then, like... Uh, for my my birthday, uh, I got these scratch off tickets and I won like forty dollars out of nowhere. That's awesome. Just like this is really cool, and it was just like all these little things were adding. Oh, and then I had like, I I was having like, oh, I had the eureka moment about the story about a deathless, where I was just like, oh my gosh, I know what to do with the story. Like it's clicking into place. I'm I'm so happy about this. Everything's working out. So I was at work, right? And I'm, I'm like, I'm just having this day. I'm having a day where I'm like, man, everything's clicking into place. I must be in like this new world. I don't know what happened, but everything is better for me. Everything is coming up Millhouse. <laughs> I'm in a good place right now, you know? Um, and I'm like swiping on dating apps, right? And I matched with this 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 woman. I matched with, okay, look, I, I we all have attraction to people, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, if you have attraction, you understand what I mean. Um, when you are attracted to people, 
it's like you know you recognize when you're attracted or like the whole spectrum of like sexual or physical attraction or whatever right and you're just like there's some people that you're like yeah i'm into you and then there's some people where it's like wow you're probably the most attractive person i've ever seen in my life you know on a scale of one to the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life um so i matched with someone and i was like wow you're 100 percent uh, the most like one like, the most attractive person i've ever seen like there's no chance i would have thought you were a real person this is crazy that we matched together you know not only is she a real person but she immediately messages me and she says yeah okay well first of all it was on bumble where the girl has to message first okay here's the thing steven oh like not 100 percent I'm going to say a strong 90% of my matches on Bumble historically have simply started, like they've began with, Hey, hello, how are you doing? How's your night? Something like that. That's it. Like, which fine. I don't need you to write me a book or like say anything really clever. I'm not looking for pickup lines. Let's just start a conversation. I get it. However, this time, Steven, I matched with this incredibly beautiful woman. Like, like I can't, obviously I can't show you a picture, but like, <sighs> wow like insane like it was insane steven and i matched with this person and she immediately writes like you seem cool af um and you're all you're handsome and i was like whoa this is the best day i've ever had in my life she like, likes my personality and my face <laughs> yes i was like this is i am in heaven something happened what is this maybe i definitely died but it was a good thing sorry about your luck pastor anthony i'm moving forward you know so dude so she's like she says all that and then she's like how's your day going and i was like freaking phenomenal you know i was like i can't even so so this is what i say to her so so i i, I write back and i'm like honestly i feel like i slipped into a parallel universe because my day's going so well <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so i made some kind of like so i made a joke where i was like i slipped i feel like i slipped into a parallel universe because my day's going so well um do you have good movies here does it rain frogs? What's the catch? Like, I made, like, that joke of, like, I'm in a parallel universe. Um, which is a good test to see if you're the type of person that, like, should be talking to me in general. Because that's the kind of nonsense mm. that I say just, you know, all the time. Um, and you better love it. Right. But she didn't, Steven. She didn't love it. She was like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, too weird? And she's like, like she she was just like oh uh well anyway like you know was like just completely dismissive but then so she dismissed the joke and i was like oh man probably not the girl for me you're very pretty oh man you know like a little disappointed and then she wrote something along the lines of like what you're here for or something like just like awful like the worst possible grammar situation where it was just like the sentence almost didn't make sense i knew what she was trying to say but it was one of those, it was so discouraging that I just unmatched with her. I was just like, I can't, I can't sully this heaven that I'm living in <laughs> by, by failing the test of this superficiality. Right? Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> just keep I, well, but, it, but Steven, I learned a lot about myself because I got to Butterwick, one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in my entire life, Steven. I was like, you didn't like the joke, the, 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 you don't like the things that I do. I can tell not the girl for me right like that i yeah. think I, and it's okay we can i think i did different. the right thing i think i did the right thing and like i've had all the regrets about it because she was so pretty um no i'm kidding i've no I, like I've, I've no regrets about it which is really cool like it made me feel i was like i learned a lot about myself that i was willing to just be like no it's okay we're clearly not compatible and i can tell that right away i'm not in a place where i'm going to be dismissing obvious red flags anymore i'm done yeah. with that like mm -hmm. i have other ways i can tell stories and like live an interesting life i don't need to like throw myself into like every every abyss that comes my way you know mm -hmm. and that wasn't a euphemism <laughs> sounded like a euphemism but it wasn't it, it was not i meant a bit um <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening to this episode of we have issues um please remember to vote if if you liked any of the ideas at all or if you you know if you're having trouble uh, picking an idea just toss a coin i know there are four ideas toss two coins i don't know how that works you figure out the math um figure out which one you like the best and what you would like to see because we are excited to hear your opinions um so visit facebook.com slash group slash we have issues podcast or twitter.com slash we have issues pod the links are all down below click on those 
answer the polls and you get to contribute to the podcast and you know figure out what we're doing in the future so thank you all for listening to this um thank you for following through our ghost of christmas past present and future next week's episode is just going to be back to our normal shenanigans probably talking about dating and such um <laughs> ostriches Fazimoto. so what do you plan on doing next week before we close um, I would like to finish penciling another page. Like my my whole plan now is to keep two and two. So, since I have four blues, I want to get you know two f- full pencils done, and then two more blues, two pencils done. I just want to keep up like a like a, a nice pipeline. Yeah, I like that makes sense. Um, this is my week where Atlas goes with his mom. I plan on finishing the book. I'm gonna do it this week. I'm gonna make myself. You got it. this. You I got, got this, brother. I'm gonna finish it this week. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna dedicate my time. I'm gonna prove that I can do it. And I'm gonna finish the book, and then I'm gonna be excited to. I don't. How long do you think we should keep the poll up? Should we keep it up for like a few days? Should we keep it up for? I think we get to choose if it's a few days or you know, 24 I hours. I think probably maybe till like a week. I think we should do it till the All next right. podcast. So I'll do. I'll try to do it a full week. I'll see if we can. I think that's an option. So we'll do our best. So I hope mm-hmm. to hear from all of you. I can't wait to get your votes. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com/slash We Have Issues Podcast and all the other places that we listed today. We really appreciate you so much. Um, Thank you so much for listening to We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. I came out of the bathroom and scared my children because that's what just happened to me too. I put the plastic on and I intentionally started turning lights off as I creeped out and like Casey noticed. And they, Chasey was terrified, right? So they're terrified. I'm not going to yeah. be able to hear you as I tell this story because I'm going to take the headphones off. But so Chasey's freaking out. Cammy's like freaking out. I take the mask off. I'm like, hold on, Chase, hold on. And I take it off and I invert it like so. Which, in my opinion, looks it's, even scarier. That is scarier. That is scarier. She starts laughing. And I'm like, like, this is like horrifying. It's like this soulless. That looks like uh, Frank Langella's. Uh, you can't hear me. That looks oh, like that. That looks like uh, Frank Langella in uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, the um, the what do you call it? Skeletor. 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 Dude, I can't even. I don't even know if I can get this thing off. I like glued it, part of it to my face, and I'm just, it's. Ugh. Oh. Woo. Ghost. You look like the singer from Ghost. I, I haven't Papa, heard them. Are they good? Oh. Pop, nah, they're, ra- they're radio like something. They're be- They're good for radio rock. When I was a young boy, a young ghost, <laughs> dude. There was just memes. What like that was like that I read one time where someone typed in when I was like, he was just telling a story about his dad. Yeah, and he was like, when I was a young boy, like my dad used to have this thing called the bean jar, and he would blah blah blah. And then the comment below was like, I just read that as my uncle romance when I was. A young boy, my father had this thing he called oh, the bean jar. <laughs> it was so good. It was like so like. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Tickled me. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I don't know what effect this stuff's gonna have on my skin. It's probably not gonna be good. It'll be interesting, and I'll talk what about it, it on the podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> so, oh well. But ooh, <laughs> sexy death one. Like we gotta. Yep. Yep. So, so this is episode one of our podcast. <laughs> so this is our death cast. Their death cast. Um, we're just hanging out, basically. Uh, so Stephen, uh, on this podcast, we just hang out and we talk about all of the people who are going to die, which you know is everyone. So it's going to be a long podcast. It's the thing. Uh, we have infinite, of, actually. Infinite. It's going to go on forever. That's the thing. Is like this podcast has legs, Stephen. We can talk about yes. literally anyone at any time throughout history, and people are here for it. Because they have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers of this podcast are actually people in hell who hated podcasts and have to watch a bad podcast for all eternity. Oh, you didn't you you, you didn't like WTF, huh? You don't like Mark Marin? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan doesn't tickle your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, Harmontown, Doug Loves Movies, there are so many good ones! <laughs> There's a podcast about everything, and we're going to cover all of them in this death cast. <laughs> so, on eternity.
This is this this podcast is about how podcasts die. <laughs> we come at the end of every podcast because this is probably going to kill our podcast. This is pretty much. This is putting that we are jumping the shark of our podcast. We're not even. I mean, like we kind of did it with the Ghost of Christmas Past, but like for all we know, people are just not on board with this, and we're just going to be like, "Yep, they they dress up in costumes." It's amazing, though, and I think it's really funny. Um, 